We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. Plus, you can support college access and student access when you donate online to Roundup in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hola, Sishir. Hola, Nicole. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú? Oh, muy bien. Mucho, mucho bien, sí. <laughs> mm -hmm. I also want to learn French because I watched a French show on the airplane. Yeah. And I learned uh, cloche, which means bell. What is it? Bell, cloche, bell. Cloche? That's all I learned. Cloche means bell in French. I don't need you to say bell anymore. <laughs> it's, oh. it's the French word that I had the issue with. Cloche. <laughs> Bonjour. What, in what context were they saying bell? Um, I think they were just like, oh, they rang the bell. And I was like, oh, they rang the cloche. Like for class? In what no, context? I, I, I don't <laughs> Why remember. were they ringing a bell? <laughs> I don't know. Why am I being hassled? I don't I just, know. I just want to know what, why they're using a bell. I don't know. And I also don't know why that's the only word I remember. Mm. All right. Uh, let's see. Bonjour. Uh, comment allez-vous? That means how are you? Okay. Uh, we, oui, yes, un, deux, trois, one, two, three, uh, zero, zero. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. And then, okay, so as I was watching this show, I was like, you know how people are like, oh, before I moved to the States, I learned how to speak English watching Friends or whatever. And yeah. I was like, but how? Were the subtitles on or did mm -hmm. they like have to decipher what was happening? I also don't know how that happens when we were in uh south africa we we're talking to people who were like i know 11 languages and yes. we'd be like how, how did that happen and they're like oh you know because people from different countries go to your school and you just talk like try to like piece together things and you learn each other's language and i'm like i absolutely went to school with people who spoke different languages <laughs> and i did not learn their language <laughs> from talking yeah. to them me either i think it's because they kept it at home and they didn't bring it to school 
you keep that in your own house. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, bring it home. Bring it from home. Bring it in. Show bring it, it in. Uh, <laughs> there was that video of that girl who went to Lyon in France mm-hmm. and was like upset because she was like, it's not friendly here. No <laughs> one is like trying to help me. And whenever I speak French, people are mad at me <laughs> and don't want me to continue speaking French. I've made no friends. I think she was there for like a week or two. And she was like, yeah. I'm having a horrible time, which people were like, oh, girl, like, <laughs> don't go to France for that. <laughs> if you're trying to make friends yeah. abroad, don't go to France. And she didn't even go, go to go Paris. To France. She went to Lyon. No. Like, some, like that, that's not even like a touristy place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when I was in Paris for a day, uh, people, they were pretty angry when I tried to speak French to them. They're like, stop it. Just speak English. And I was like, but bonjour. Come on, Tally. And they were like, come on, Tally. No, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, when we were in South Africa, we were in Johannesburg. Our driver, so she fell asleep. She left me alone with this man. But this man said to us, he said, don't trust anyone in South Africa because you're going to go to a restaurant with all of your luggage and you're going to meet people who also have luggage, but their luggage is going to be empty and they're going to take you to get drinks. You're going to have wine. You're going to be laughing. And you're going to go, I have to go to the bathroom and you're going to trust them with your luggage. And the woman, because he, there's a man and a woman and the woman's going to go, I have to go to the bathroom too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's going to go to the bathroom with me. And then you would go, I also have to go to the bathroom. So all three women are going to kiki in the bathroom, tee hee hee, put on lipstick, mm-hmm. uh, root stuff out of our pussies and show each other what we have up in there. I don't know what kind of fun he thought we were going to have. And then he was like, and then you're going to get back to the table and she's going to leave the bathroom first and he's going to your luggage will be gone. And so will him. And so will her. And then he's like, and then what do you do? And I was like, go to the cops. And he's like, what are you going to tell the cops? And I was like, that these people stole our luggage. And he was like, no, they're going to say you were having a fun time. You were drinking wine. Tell them they pulled a gun on you. <laughs> it was such a like specific. Yeah long story or like scenario mm-hmm. of what could happen to us in Johannesburg if we take our luggage to the, a restaurant to but a restaurant like, what you're driving us to a hotel right now why do you think we're taking our luggage to a restaurant <laughs> and, <laughs> and it sounds like maybe this happened to him and he's like mm-hmm. this is this is what happens to everybody here you gotta watch out gotta have a your head on the swivel make sure you're not just <laughs> hanging out with strangers with your mm-hmm. luggage, with all of your luggage, with all of your luggage, <laughs> and then they, and then they take it, and if they do, you have to say they pulled a gun on you. <laughs> it was so wild. It was pretty wild. <laughs> it was truly so funny, and you went to sleep immediately after that. And <laughs> he did ask me. He was like, "Do you have any questions you want to ask?" And I was like, "Yeah. Do y'all have a chicken in?" Because when we were in Zimbabwe, there was a franchise called the Chicken Inn, the Pizza Inn, mm-hmm. and the the, the Cream, Cream Inn. Inn. And I wanted to Creamy Inn. And I wanted to go to Creamy Inn because they seemed to have soft serve. Uh, and he was like, "I don't know. I only eat what they prepare me, but at home I choose what I eat." And I was like, "Who's they? What's going on?" <laughs> this man talks so much, and I think I fell asleep because my body was like, "We don't want to participate anymore. Mm-hmm. We have to self destruct." And- <laughs> 
I had to get my best traveler reward. Uh, so I <laughs> stayed awake and I talked to him and yeah. it was mind numbing. And at one point I wanted to scream hmm. because he wouldn't stop talking. It was just a thing after thing after thing. Hmm. <sighs> I will say one of my favorite things about not being in the States is all the different cars in different countries yeah like toyota has so many different models in south africa they had this really cute little buggy looking one it looked like a volkswagen beetle but it wasn't it was toyota um and all the cars are so much smaller and i was like wait the states should adopt that we should get smaller cars who's carting things around at all times mm-hmm. no one no one. i'm usually alone in my car or i have clyde in there we don't need much space I just need room for my basketball, my roller skates, my stripper shoes, and me and my dog. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess we're just like a, you know, a country of abundance. We like space. Mm-hmm. There was a moment where um, we, when we were stuck in Kenya at the hotel, they were like, sit at a table for breakfast. And so I sat at a table <laughs> and then this, stranger sat at my table and was like can i sit here and it was a room full of empty tables and i wanted to be like <laughs> why i actually did there that happened at a different day or a different uh-huh i don't know how long we were there <laughs> we were there meal. for two years <laughs> for a different meal this man sat at our table and i was like did they seat you here and he's like yeah and i was like why are you s- <laughs> I was like why are you sitting here and he's like uh I just am. And I was like, okay. And then, but I was like, you don't want to sit somewhere else? <laughs> like You were is, real caring about it. You're I like, was. can't sit here. <laughs> but I was like, now we all have to like pretend. I like, I'm, we're so tired. Mm-hmm. We haven't been, like slept in a bed in a while. <laughs> we just want to like not have like social graces. And now there's a stranger sitting here that's like, where are you from? And I'm like, I don't. I don't want to have this conversation. I want to eat my pancakes <laughs> sloppily and go to bed. <laughs> but <laughs> why sloppily, Sashir? Because why I'm too tired to do it squares. Sloppily. I'm going to grab okay. it with my hand. <laughs> All right. Shove it in my face. But then okay. it happened again with that woman. And I was like, oh, maybe like maybe here they they're just like less concerned with having your own space. Where mm-hmm. in America, I feel like everyone like you go to Starbucks, you're like, I want to sit at this four-person table by myself. Don't you dare join me. <laughs> Don't you dare. If anything, I'll ask you to get up and leave so I can have this table for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a very curious thing about it. Another curious thing about that hotel is they had butter sculptures. They had uh, an alligator and a, a like a like some sort of big cat mm-hmm. butter sculpture. But it had and- red eyes. So I was like, <laughs> is it a rat? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty wild. It didn't make any sort of sense. Truly disconcerting. Really disconcerting. And I was like, is it for us to use? Because who's going to take a scoop out of this rat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not buttering my rolls with a rat. Hmm. <laughs> no, ma'am. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic, 
health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada. And, you know, people talk and you're just like, oh, my God, this is annoying. And then you just hit an unsubscribe on a bunch of things you got subscribed to on your email. And you're like, what is happening? And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding in the deep in fine print or bills that seem to keep going up for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have elsewhere. And yes, it's possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Stop by one of our over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora Jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. Also, when we were checking into that hotel, we had been at the air. We had been in an airport for so fucking long. The lady checking us in, her name was Nicole. And I went, oh, I'm Nicole, too. <laughs> she just stared at me. And you, and you were like, she's crying. tired. She's tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Nicole, too. <laughs> um, also, they tell you if you're not dating anyone, here go abroad and i did it i went abroad for 18 years and i didn't meet nobody well that's not true we went to the zambia uh zimbabwe immigration office and there was a man who said uh because you're very rich and american you should take me home with you (laughs) (laughs) you're right okay and when we were leaving kenya this man asked me when i was coming back and i (laughs) i said wow you're trying to take me somewhere and he said yeah i am and then he shook my hand and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, OK. <laughs> so border control when I'm leaving a country is where I'll find somebody. 
where I simply can't go on a date with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And okay. One of our hotels had zoo nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nuts that you could buy at the zoo. <laughs> you have to explain that. The, Los-, <laughs> the Los Angeles Zoo has these nuts, these almonds that are so good. They're just like sweet almonds. And then the They're hotel. They're just candied say- almonds. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like exclusive to the zoo. They're zoo nuts. I've only had them in the zoo. And they have them in the Seychelles. So I was eating these nuts. Also, everywhere we went, I had nuts. I love nuts. And that's the things that you didn't know about me. I didn't it was know. Very interesting. But everywhere we went, you were like, ooh, nuts. And then I turn around, you're just like sitting on the bed, kicking your feet in the air, eating nuts. And then one time you were so mean to me. You were like, are you going to dinner? You're going to sit in the bed and eat your nuts. I was like, oh, I can finish these nuts and go to dinner at any point. Well, because we were like getting ready for dinner (laughs) and like we had to like get dressed and like shower and stuff like that. And you're just in pajamas, kicking your feet, (laughs) eating nuts. And I was like, are you coming to dinner? You're just going (gasps) to sit on the bed and eat nuts. I was coming. I was getting ready. I was pre-gaming dinner with my nuts. And okay, so I ate all the zoo nuts and they mm-hmm. hadn't refilled them the next day. And I was like, I guess no more zoo nuts for me. And then you were at a massage and the like someone knocked on the door and this man goes, I have your nuts. And I was like, oh, um, oh, oh. And he's like, I came to refill your nuts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, thank mm-hmm. you. And it was like real sexual. And I was like, does this is this man gonna fuck me over zoo nuts? And I wish he had. I, I, I wish I wish he had. I wish I got He's, to grip my zoo nuts as he blew my back out. He just pours them onto the bed and leaves them <laughs> on top of all of them. <laughs> oh, I would have loved it. Would have been sticky, but it would have been fun. Also, oh we got a massage in Zimbabwe. And the lady who did my massage did not speak very much English. And she whispered something mm-hmm. at me. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? And she said, no, we are finished. I think she thought I was asking for a massage again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Can it I made get me that, laugh. Get that again? No. No, we, we are, are finished. finished. Yeah. I also had a, a bruise on my shin. <laughs> that I probably got in the devil's pool because fish were biting my legs and I probably jerked my <laughs> leg into a rock or something. And so when we are getting the massage, I was like, hey, just so you know, I have a bruise on my shin, but like everywhere around it is fair game. And she's like, got it. And then she didn't have it and just massaged my full leg. And I was like, oh, ow, it actually hurts in this spot. And I kept pointing at it. I was like, this spot hurts. And she's like, got it. And then she started massaging just that spot. And I was like, no, I really just don't want you to touch it <laughs> at all because it hurts. And she's like, OK. And I was like, you know what? Just move to the other leg. <laughs> she just moved. But I was like, I don't I don't know how I could have explained that better. <laughs> just, it hurts there. So don't touch it. Maybe she was like, oh, it hurts. So I'll I'll massage the hurt out of it. I guess. But no. It's a bruise. No. <laughs> um, we also went to a spa in Johannesburg. And to me, spas are like serene and relaxing. 
But Sashir was like, what time does the spa close? And they were like, six or seven. She was like, all right, we got to get to the spa. And we like threw our shit down. And then she's like, I'm ready. Are you ready? Get your flops on. And we like rushed down to the spa. And she was like, we got to get in the hot tub. Because <laughs> we only had an hour after we checked in. I was like, we only have an hour. We have to go. Because I was, just, was dying to get in some heat. I was like, we were on a, on a bunch of planes. I was cold and frigid and, and felt gross. And then we got in the steam room, which felt very good to me. Not so mm-hmm. good to you. And then it was too hot. Yeah, but I like it really too hot. And then we went into the hot tub, which was not as hot it was not as we'd like. A hot tub. I would say it's a lukewarm tub. It was lukewarm. And we were like, oh, can we turn this up? And they were like, no. I was like, okay, got it. Thank you. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Also, when we were in Hutzbrut, um, that's where we did the game drives at the safari. Um, I watched a monkey shit in our pool and it was really upsetting because it looked me in the eyes and took a shit. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And it then I was like, a statement. it really was. It was like, you shouldn't be here. And I was like, all right, but I am. <laughs> and this then they my did, home. <laughs> they did clean the pool, but like, I still was pretty, I was like, I don't know if I'll get back into that again. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I watched someone shit and I just yeah, Mm-mm. and I knew they were after my nuts. So like we were just <laughs> enemies, and <laughs> maybe yeah, that's why they enemies. shit in the pool because they're like, we we want your nuts, <laughs> not my nuts. <laughs> God, mm-hmm. and I've been eating nuts since I got back. I always have a can of peanuts, and I've just been munching on them. It's been nice. I just, I don't know how I didn't know this about you. That I love nuts. That you're a nuthead. I'm a nuthead. I'm a nutty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the, you, I don't know how you didn't know. On the flight there, they kept giving us nuts and you kept saying you didn't want them. And I was like, take the nuts and give them to your nut friend. Yeah, but like before this trip, I don't recall <laughs> you like pounding nuts this much. <laughs> What do nuts have in them? Potassium? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm potassium deficient, and that's why I, I'm, I need the nuts. Maybe. Huh. I don't want to be deficient. <laughs> well, I don't, know, I don't know how you can be. You had so many. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Um, and I really made a mistake when we were in Seychelles. Somebody told us, they were like, oh, our new friends who were moving to Cincinnati. They were like, you, ooh, okay, so nuts, protein. So I'm deficient in protein, healthy fats, fiber, vitamins, and minerals. I don't think because you like nuts and eat them often, that's enough proof to say that you are deficient in all of these things. I'm deficient in protein. (laughs) And I don't have healthy fat, bad fat only. And I need more nuts. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I still don't think there's enough evidence. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe this is how I'm finding out I don't have protein and healthy fats. Yeah, there's like actually more official <sighs> tests you can take to figure out what you're deficient in. <laughs> Just not the, the results fact that you are like in. To eat nuts. Oh no, this is terrible. But anyway, our new friends from Cincinnati, they mm-hmm. didn't judge me for being deficient in protein, but they were like, you should eat fish because that's like, it's local, it's fresh, it's so good. So I ordered fish and the chef served me a fish full of bones mm-hmm. with a head still on and an eyeball looking at me. 
and the juice it was a juicy eyeball too and it was oh it was good fish but like the bones made it too hard and yeah. i don't know about you but i i'm a i eat food that i don't have to work for that's not true you like shelling um shrimp and stuff mm, yeah but i don't like when the head is on okay um yeah i mean it's pretty easy to just peel them but i'd rather not you know yeah I don't want to work. I'd love to pick up food and put it in my mouth without having to work. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? Is it? I mean, I will work for peanuts because peanuts are a magical thing to eat because, like, you shell them and you have them in a bowl. And when you root around when you think you're done, there's always more peanuts at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one time you were eating peanuts and I was, I think you said something like, oh, this is why I like eating peanuts. There's always a surprise. <laughs> Which you're referring to like one peanut that you missed at the bottom of the bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're great. And it's an activity, you know? It's like... <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I had such a nice time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not enjoying doing my dang laundry. I haven't even started. I I started, uh, and it's not great. I'll <laughs> tell you that. It's really not great. I don't think you're going to have a good time doing it. I think you're going to be like, ah, oh, God, I hate it. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, I don't think you're going to scream about it, but I think you're just going to be like, ah, oh, grumble, grumble. Yeah, probably. And yeah. So. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. I'm trying to think if I should order Burger King again tonight. Hmm. Um, <laughs> because it wasn't optimal tasting last night. Uh, and I'm hoping it tastes better tonight. I think you should wait maybe like 48 hours. Because okay. maybe your taste buds will adjust a little bit. Okay, that makes sense. Because I've been craving Burger King. Mm, yeah. I feel like that's another thing you didn't know about me, how much I love Burger King. This is true. <laughs> you mentioned it a few times. And I was like, oh, wait, you sincerely like Burger King? And you're like, yes. But I, I guess- crave Whoppers. But we've, I don't think we've gotten Burger King together. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, Burger King's not a thing you share with your friends. Like, <laughs> what? What? How would you feel, Sashir, if I called you up one day and I was like, hey, do you want to go out to eat? My treat. And you said yes. And I picked you up and took you to Burger King. You would be, you would be so mad at me. This is true. <laughs> or if I was like, Sashir, let's go to Burger King, you would go, no. <laughs> There's no world where I'm sharing my love of Whoppers with you. As unfortunate as that is. This is a very good point. I would be confused. I'd be like, I, why is this even a suggestion? <laughs> but I will for, say this. Their soft serve machine always works. Mm, yeah. Always. Not like some other places I know that begin with an M and end with an S. I think there's... Wait. McDonald's. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, oh. I, <laughs> I don't know if you got it. I did get it, yes. Okay. But I was trying to remember if McDonald's was suing the soft serve 
machine company or for the machine company? I think the machine company is suing McDonald's because they're like, oh, our machines never work. And then the company was like, our machines work perfectly. I don't know what y'all are doing, but you are giving our our brand a bad name because you keep saying our machines don't work. That's pretty intense. The neglect on McDonald's's part is affecting another company. Mm-hmm. You know what we talked about a little bit? Franchises. Franchising's interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could open my very own <laughs> Burger King if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would be my Burger King. But then I have to give Burger King a percentage of the money I earn, even though it's my Burger King. Yeah, because it's still the comp. It's still like their name, their logo, their everything. Really, you just yeah, you run it, but it's their company still. But then, is franchising worth it? I really don't know. Um, I think some. I think if you open up your own location, yeah, I think you make money. I don't mm. know, but I have no idea how it breaks down. I wonder how much money you make a year franchising. Judith, do you mind looking up how much money you make a year franchising at Burger King? Are you trying to do it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be really cool if I opened a Burger King? <laughs> I don't know if it'd be really cool. <laughs> you could come through and get a Whopper <laughs> whenever you want. <laughs> Yeah, but I can also do that at any other Burger King, too. You're right. Oh, the franchise fee is $50,000 and requires a total investment of $300,000 and $2 million? And then, what? And then I have to pay them 4.5% in royalties? Can you click on how much does a Burger King franchise owner make in a year? Mm -hmm. Oh, I can make a million dollars annually? Hmm. So I make eight. Whoa. Okay. And at top performing locations, you can make more than two million. Okay. I might open a Burger King. (laughs) Great. Maybe I'll be the queen of Burger Burger Queen. The Burger Queen of Burger King. And then I'll have to find my Burger King to 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 rule my burgers with. <laughs> to rule the kingdom. Yeah, these are all pipe dreams. I don't think that's something I'll actually do, though. I also don't... I mean, maybe there's... Yeah. I don't think... I, I was going to say, I don't think you can customize your location. Oh. I think it has to look like the rest of the other Burger Kings. And I don't think you'd be happy with that. I don't think I'd be happy with that either. Because if I were to franchise a McDonald's, I would want it to be a Grimace McDonald's. <laughs> where everything is purple. <laughs> and we have purple buns. We're the, we're the Grimace McDonald's. <laughs> I'm, maybe I'll write a letter and ask. You should. I mean, I feel like that's a good pop-up idea. Right? hmm I told you, I'm filled with great ideas. Filled. Filled to the brim. Overflowing, my cuppeth runneth over. 
kids this year. Nicole? What was the most exciting thing you did when you got home? <laughs> um, like today? <laughs> when you got home from Africa. I mean, a hot shower felt really good. I texted you after. I was like, I just took a shower. <laughs> Highly recommend. You were like, I... <laughs> I have <laughs> taken a shower before it. I was like, I, I, I did that I, immediately. <laughs> well, I mean, I had to. I was wearing the same clothes for two days. Mm-hmm. I was wearing the same underwear for two days. That's stinky. That's gross. Yeah. But it was extenuating circumstances because our travel got all messed up at the end. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I loved. I fell asleep in the weirdest way on my couch. And when I woke up, I was like, that wasn't comfortable, but I'm home. <laughs> wow. That's nice. Yeah. I don't wear makeup often, but when I do, I want to make sure I can use products that work for my skin and look good for my skin color. And so that's why I like Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Their Brilliant Eye Brightener can be used as highlighter-eyeshadow combo that makes your eye look effortless. It comes in 16 buildable shades to choose from and play with. Their easy-to-use Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. It holds like wax and blends like a powder. I love the Waterproof Eyebrow Liner because most of the time I just do my eyebrows and walk out the door. I like having a nice little, like, finished look. It looks like I tried, but I really didn't. I don't need multiple things. I don't need a brush and then a separate liner and then a separate color and blah, blah, blah. It's all one thing and it's great. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash best friends. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash best friends. For 10% off your first order. Black representation in the media means so much to me. I loved Whoopi Goldberg growing up and I was like, oh, that's the woman who like, she's got the same skin tone as me. She kind of looks like me and I can do it. So honestly, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Do you want to take a quiz or something? Yes, do that. Let's do it. Um. Oh! Eat nothing but Mexican food for 24 hours, and I'll guess if you're more introverted or extroverted. <laughs> Great, let's do that. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. You want to know what I came home to? Lots of packages. But one of those packages had, guess, what kind of books in there? You get three guesses. Self-help. No. Erotic. 
No. Cooking. No, these were all great guesses. Babysitter's Club books. Okay, let's get into the quiz. (laughs) Okay, eat nothing but Mexican food for 24 hours, and I'll guess if you're more introverted or extroverted. Okay, pick one. Tacos. Quesadilla. Or as a lady said to us in Africa, quesadilla. (laughs) Uh, Menudo. Ooh, machata. Machaca? Mm. Oh, machaca? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what a machaca is. I don't either. Looks like a loose taco. It does. I'm going to say quesadilla. I'm going to say taco. Ooh. <clears throat> I do love a taco. Pick one. Burritos? Chile, chile. Tostadas? Elote. I love elote. You do love corn. (laughs) Speaking of corn, I had corn soup in Africa, and I now like soup. Yeah, it changed everything. I wonder, it's because of KLM, uh, the the Dutch Airways. Um, They served me this soup that was so good. And then I had two more good soups. (laughs) I'm a soup head. I'm choosing burrito. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of you for trying new things. You you try a lot of new things. You're like, I don't know what this is. And then you would bite into it and you'd be like, ooh, I like that. Or no, I don't like that. But I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, pre-Africa Nicole would be like, I'm not going to try that at all. I already know I don't like it. Well, I was like, I'm going back to where my people are from. I better taste some of their stuff. Which and is we funny, had, like, it's what? soup. <laughs> <laughs> corn soup. <laughs> the- my people ate corn soup. <laughs> it was passed down through generations. It was taken on the boats. When mm-hmm. we were dropped off, we survived on corn soup. <laughs> We also had malva pudding, which is oh, one of the yeah. most delicious things I've ever fucking that had. so good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pick one. Enchiladas. Tamales. Huevos rancheros. Conchas. I don't know what a concha is. It's like a pastry? Oh. Okay. Sweet bread. Oh. Oh, it looks like a seashell. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. Well, I love a tamale. I like huevos rancheros. Ooh, she said, give me eggs. Give me eggs. <laughs> Pick one. Chip and guacamole. Berilla. Uh, pico de gallo. Ceviche. I'm picking chips and guacamole. I fucking love guacamole. I also will do chips and guacamole. The first time I had guacamole because I thought I hated avocado because <laughs> my dad ate it all the time. And I was like, I'm not like that, man. Uh, Tess made me guacamole. And I was like, you can make it yourself. And she was like, you can make anything yourself. And that really opened my eyes. Pick one more. Horchata. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do I say that? Jaritos. 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 Uh, Topo Chico. Mexican hot chocolate. Mm. Mm. 
do like, I like horchata. Mm, I'm going to go with horchata. Nice. It's good and milky and spicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Who's that? That is Sashir's. Oh. I'm an introvert. Duh. <laughs> you tend to stick to yourself, but you still love to socialize and hang out with your friends. Your nights out just look a bit different than most. You love a good night at the movie theater or taking a painting class. I've never done okay. that before. <laughs> you haven't taken a painting class. No, but I guess I would. I'm an extrovert. You're someone who can't stand the thought of being left alone or sitting in one place for too long. You're always on the go. On to the next fun, bright idea, or whatever adventure you have in mind. I think this is dead on. Yes. And then your uh, picture is SpongeBob with cross eyes. <laughs> and mine was Daria, who I do associate with. <laughs> I've never seen Daria. That was my, one of my favorite shows when I was younger. Wow. A lot of people like Daria from what I understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I grew up without cable. So like I, I don't really, I don't know Daria. I don't know Beavis and Butthead. I don't mm-hmm. know Dog Cat. Cat Dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do know Doug Funny. I got to, I got to see him. You got to see him? <laughs> yeah. I saw him the most, I feel like, when I would get cable. <laughs> People's homes. <laughs> yeah, I like Doug. Um, but I'm big on Arthur because that was a PBS show mm-hmm. and uh, we got PBS. Nice. I said, hey, hey, it's a wonderful kind of day where you learn to work and play and get along with each, with other. each other. I can't remember anything in my life. But I'll never forget the Arthur theme song. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that like by Ziggy Marley or something? Or like I believe so. Well, the Marley men. I think it was a Marley man. I think it was a Marley son. <clears throat> Bob Marley's son's name is Ziggy. <gasps> Ziggy Marley. Yeah, there it is. Ziggy's a great name. Mm-hmm. I think if I had a kid, I'd name them Ziggy. Nope, I'd name them Deuteronomy. Yes, we already know what you, what you would do. <laughs> Should we answer a, a world question? Yeah, just a world question. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is a world question. Foreign exchange friendship gone bad. Oh, no. Hi, Nicole and Sashir et al. What does that mean? And every, like, at all, like, and oh. everyone else. Oh, it's et al. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's let let me get straight into it. <laughs> let me get straight into it. I have a friendship question that's been on my mind more than I care to admit. So last year I went on exchange to the U.S. for a semester. I am from Europe. I wonder where Europe is pretty big. In the first couple weeks, I became friends with two other European girls. Let's call them Annie. <laughs> And do Annie and do were roommates. Or do? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it is do. It's just do. Okay, but it is a very. Funny I thought name. I was dumb. It's a very funny name to pick. <laughs> okay, Annie and do or do were roommates and did everything together. 
I genuinely liked hanging out with both of them. However, Annie and I got along a little better. That is a little bit of an understatement. Annie and I really connected fast. People started to comment on it and news and spread rumors that we were dating. We weren't. She identifies as straight. I do not. Even my best friend from home commented on our chemistry when he first met Annie. This really pissed off Do. And during a party, she started an argument with Annie about it. Needless to say, this really upset Annie. And she didn't want to lose her friend, but mainly didn't want drama in her room. This fight impacted the rest of my exchange as my friend and the person and I felt safe with all of a sudden started acting really cold and distant when we were in group settings. When Annie and I were alone, it was fine, but we didn't get the chance to see each other as much as as much because she often had to do something with Joe. The only other time she would act towards me like she did in the beginning was when we'd have a few drinks which would often piss off her roommate again because she would be giving me too much attention. This all fucked me up pretty bad, especially when Annie told me about the things Doe had said behind my back. Ooh. Now we've been Ooh. back in Europe for a little bit and Annie and I have been keeping in touch. We used to text every day and have gone on a couple of trips together. I know she also keeps in touch with Doe. Annie always told me that she did not forgive Doe for the way she treated me when I would express my insecurities, she would always reassure me that I wasn't Doe and that things are different with me. One of the insecurities that I have is <laughs> that I don't want to overtext her. I do, or I know that Doe does that. Doe do, do does do that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have always felt a little bad for Doe because I felt like Annie was leading her on a bit. Annie would tell me she didn't want too much contact with Doe, yet she wouldn't tell Doe that. Now I have started to feel Annie pull away from me a little bit while she's in full contact with Doe. They're texting every day, calling and going on trips together. Now my question is, what should I do? I respect her boundaries too much to text Annie as much as Doe does, but I don't want to lose my friend. I'm also a little upset at Annie for being this close to someone who hurt me and her as much as Doe did, but I also don't want to come between her and her friend. I've tried bringing this up with her multiple times, but every time she'll just tell me what she thinks I want to hear and maybe stop mentioning Doe for a little while. Only for me to hear a month later, she has planned two new trips with Doe. Thanks for reading my long email. I love the podcast a lot. It gave me so much needed giggles and familiarity on my long walks on campus during my exchange. Hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I personally think Doe is none of your business. This person is out of your life. And I think... Annie, I do think Annie will either not respond or tell you that you're reaching out too much. Uh, I think you should text Annie as much as you want because that's your friend. And I think you got to get Doe out of your brain because that person isn't in your life anymore. And their that their their relationship really isn't your business. And I know your feelings are hurt, but Annie has said to you that you do mean something to her, and she wishes to continue your friendship. And it's not nice that she wasn't nice to you in mixed settings, but also it sounds like you guys are young and it sounds like that was maybe a mistake because of age and not realizing that you don't have to do things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really yeah. good. Yeah. I, I have friends who are friends with people that I don't care for or mm -hmm. we're just not friends um, or something actually happened. But like, that is their business. That's their that's their relationship, and 
um, them remaining friends with someone who you don't get along with doesn't mean they don't have your back. It's just they're viewing their relationships separately. So I don't think you have to bring it up with her, with Annie at all. Um, and definitely don't need to keep talking talking about it with Annie because mm-hmm. it probably makes Annie uncomfortable. Um, yeah, just enjoy the relationship that you do have. And I also agree with Nicole that uh, you don't have to worry about over texting because if this person enjoys talking to you, they will be happy to get your text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get do or doe out of your brain. <laughs> uh, because that means doe or do one if they're just on your brain like that. Mm-hmm. Don't let them rent space in your in your mind room without paying rent. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Solved. <laughs> Solved. Hi, Nicole and Fishier. Um, I have been listening to your podcast for a really long time, and I love you guys. Um, it's a great podcast. I moved to a different state. Um about a year and a half ago and since moving it's been like next to impossible to make new friends being an adult is weird with making friends um my husband works from home too so he doesn't really have the opportunity to make any so i've been out and about in the world trying to find people to hang out with us um, i've made one friend which is cool um but i have two co-workers they're male two men male co-workers <laughs> Um, they are super cool though, and I feel like I vibe with them more than anyone else at work. Um, they're like my favorite people to hang out with. They're really funny. Um, I think they think I'm really funny. I've gotten one to hang out with me before, um, for a tailgate and then like some beers after and hang out with my husband too, and they seem to vibe. Um, but the these two I like a lot. I want them to be my friend outside of work. I don't know how to be how to ask that though. Like some people don't like to be friends with their coworkers outside of work. Um, also, they have friends here, so they might not be on the market for any. Um, and I also don't want to, it's like weird for me to ask, I guess, like someone of the opposite sex, like, be my friend, please. But I don't want it to be taken any sort of way, which I don't think it will. I'm not like tooting my own horn. I don't know. I'm making this conversation weird now. But basically, I want to know how to try to make these coworkers be my friend outside of work. Because um, I think they like me too. I get that vibe. I that they do. Um, I think we're good. But anyway, uh, thanks for any advice. Um, and I love listening to your podcast. And I love you. I think you could be vulnerable and honest. Like just be like, "Hey, I'm new here. I like you guys. Can we hang after work? Or like, what are you guys doing this weekend?" Can I come? <laughs> like, like, or like, is there, <laughs> what, what are you, what are you doing? Can I do the thing <laughs> as well? Um, and as far as the opposite sex thing, I think if it's like, if you ask maybe both the guys, like if it's a group mm-hmm. thing, it'll be clear. Like, it's not you're not trying to like hang one on one, and like, there's no like salacious business. I wish it was more. I think I think it kind of. It it is sometimes normal for people to hang out with opposite sex friends, but like for some reason there's still like an underlying like oh wait is this a thing mm-hmm. is this gonna be like I've definitely asked men to hang out and then they'll be like oh well I have a girlfriend and I'm like oh cool 
<laughs> but uh, that's not why I was asking you to hang out. And now it's weird. Um, but yeah, I think if it's like a group setting, they will, I think, understand <laughs> that this is the, that you want to be their friend. And also, it sounds like they've hung out with your husband before, so they should understand mm-hmm. that anyway. But yeah, I think you can just be like, I I want to like hang out with you after work or outside of work because I'm new and in the market for friends. Yeah, I agree. I think there's nothing wrong with being like, I'm new and I want a friend. So let me hang out with you guys. Um, And since you've already hung out, like they like you. Yeah. So, yeah, just like jump in with open toes and have a nice time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> open toes <laughs> open toes full heart and <laughs> hang out with them and have a nice time mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm yeah I guess people do do that uh I've never had someone be like oh I have a girlfriend uh I don't think I'm a threat so I don't think <laughs> people need, feel the need to to do that they're just like oh okay let's hang out <laughs> But how are you hanging out with many straight men? I mean, all the improv boys I've ever hung out with are straight men. I think that's different, though, because it's like uh, we're all like just comedians who are like, I don't know, at a show, at a bar. At, you know, we're like we're all mm-hmm. hanging all the time. But I think if it's like. I don't know. Your coworker, or like, hmm, I was going to say the same thing as Nicole, like. My two male straight, not, I mean, one is bi, one is straight, but the, met them in improv and we, like, I was truly like, I'm going to take this class and like go on my merry way, like not be friends with anyone because I'm close minded, <laughs> clearly. Um, and I instantly connected with these guys mm-hmm. and it became like after improv, we would like either go to a show and then we'd be on the sidewalk, like talking for like another hour. And it just like something happened. And it it took me being like, hey, like, do you guys want to go out and get like dinner sometime? And they were like, yeah, let's do this. This will be so fun. But I have had jobs in the past where I have had male straight friends before. And I've been like, hey, I was like thinking about going bowling or like going to like the billiards place and like grabbing a beer like playing pool like would anyone like want to come and i think when you open up the conversation it's actually far easier than people realize Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's it's just that easy like just be like hey i was thinking of doing this this weekend would any of you guys want to join and yeah nine out of ten times they say yes so yeah yeah so straight from the horse's mouth someone who's done it (laughs) are you calling jordan a horse (laughs) What's more elegant than a horse? You tell me what's more elegant than a horse. One thing. You're having trouble. Name one thing more elegant than a horse. I am calling Jordan majestic, (laughs) but is a butterfly powerful? No, (laughs) ma'am. I didn't know power. Isn't that a phrase? A horse's mouth? Yes, it is. It was just very strange for you to say it directly after Jordan was speaking. I think you're right, Jordan. I'm really sorry I called you a horse. Um, I I think okay. you, I think you're like a really nice friend in person who's really outgoing and like did a really good job of like 
um, uh, uh, getting more friends and stuff. Thanks, <laughs> Nicole. I, I, listen, I'll take it. Horses, you're right. Horses are majestic and uh, it's fine. I'll be compared to Can I ride you? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, if you have any <laughs> questions or queries, from the horse's mouth, you can email Nicole and Sashir at gmail.com or call or text or leave a voice memo at 424 645 We also have merch at podswag.com slash best friends. We have transcripts for our new episodes. You can check them out on our show page at earwolf.com. Lastly, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That's the easiest way to support this show. Yes. Well, I have to ride off into the sunset. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Giddy up. If you're on a GLP-1, you're probably loving the results. But how do you feel? All of those side effects can take a toll. So now what? Get to GNC. We'll help with solutions to address those side effects and keep you going on your journey. GNC. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you, and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. <laughs>